In the past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to the Career Confidant with your with your with your host of your host of your host of your host Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Hello and welcome to the Career Confidant. We're glad that you're joining us here today. Be glad that you're joining us because we have guest today, Marjorie Kavanaugh, who is the founder and CEO of Panoramic Resumes. And Marjorie has been an HR executive and now spends her passion and her time helping others in their job search. And Marjorie, we're so glad that you're joining us here today. Thank you. Thank you, Marie. It's great to be here with you. Yeah, so you have developed your own process for job search that includes eight important components that people need to be thinking about in their job search. So you can just give us a brief rundown of these eight areas, and then we're going to dive in and, and give people some more information and tools that they can really use. So tell us, what are these eight components? Okay, sure. Thank you, Marie. First thing I'll say is that these eight components really lay the groundwork for all of us to regularly manage our careers and then also to be ready for the next opportunity in our career. So these, I would, I view a lot of these as best practices for managing our careers. So the first one is having a career marketing plan. This speaks to um, like a business plan for your career. What are your goals? What does your next job look like? What is learning that you'd want to um, put in your portfolio? What does your next company look like? And what are the things that you would need to move forward? So always having a plan and knowing where you want to go is basically how you're going to get there. Um, the next is networking. Networking has been, and I believe, and I'm sure you would agree, will always be the number one way all of us find our next job. Um, most jobs are being filled through employee referrals. And having those relationships out there in the world with people at companies, key decision makers, and it's a lifelong best practice for not only your career, but building your business. And it's a nice way of feeling like you're helping and sharing with others. I'm actually a big fan of LinkedIn, and if that's in our world today of everything being virtual for now, LinkedIn is a great way to start networking. The next is have having a, all the skills related to being a job applicant. And my best advice is don't wing it. Don't wing anything when it comes to um, job interviews, applying for a job. You want to be well-versed in job interviews, having a correct cover letter, um, all of your responses with recruiters. Time is of the essence. So text, phone, email, social media. When they're contacting you, respond quickly. The next part is personal branding. So a lot of people also always question today, well, what actually is personal branding? It's us marketing ourselves to the world and telling the world what it is that we do, what our value is in what we do, and how we can help you, the future employers. And it's also sharing our passion. 
about what we do and how we do it. Um, because each one of us is unique. And we want to tell employers that we can bring value, solve problems, be positive contributors to their companies, and we'll be a fit not only for the job, but for the company culture and for the customers. And you want to tell the world that you're not something generic. You're Coca-Cola or you're Pepsi. You're, you're not a generic person. You're you doing a specific job. The next item So that, those are the actually, four... So those are kind of your four big ones. They're the ones that are maybe a little bit more tangible. You're going to dive into four more here. But that career marketing plan, as you said, is kind of that overall, where are you going and, and who's your audience? Then the networking is those connections that you're making and keeping. And then you talked about the job search and just being knowledgeable and, and aware of all the actions that you're taking in job search. And then this last one, personal branding, really thinking about who you are and how that connects to value for your employers. Correct. Okay. Correct. And the next items are more soft skills, um, mm. things that we can work on internally for ourselves. And they would be learning and well-being. So if you're in a transition and not currently employed, um, staying healthy, staying fit, having a good diet, and just making sure you're focusing on some fun in your life is important because job search can be a long haul. And the, also th- the other thing is learning. What are things that you can learn to be more competitive in the market? Um, maybe there are certifications. And learning for the, the entire process of finding a job. Um, Google is our friend. LinkedIn is our friend. And reaching out to people who can help be mentors is important, too. Uh, the next is confidence. Marie, I actually think this is the key to anything and everything in job search. Um, when you have confidence in yourself and you know you bring value and you can articulate that, then people will believe in you too. Because if you, if you don't have confidence in yourself, no one else will have it in you. It's, it's hard to uh, sustain that feeling of confidence when you're looking for a job because most Rejection does happen, but I find this as the key. Also, agility and resistance and resilience. I'm sorry. Agility for the marketplace. What is the marketplace asking for? What are the jobs and the skills that are important? Um, can you be agile to s- learn something new, particularly with technology? And resilience, because as I said, when you're in a job search, rejection happens. Um, and I always encourage people to understand that not getting hired for a job is never personal. It's always a business decision. And I always refer, I always think about my son who is an actor and when he goes for auditions. And I usually give the example of, well, if we think about Judy Dench, Meryl Streep, and Helen Mirren, they're three iconic actresses. If they all go for the same role and Judy Dench gets the role, it doesn't minimize Meryl Streep and Helen Mirren's talent. It just means for that role, for that time, on that day, the people who made the decision picked Judy Dench. So having that resilience of trying to understand that you have to move forward 
even in rejection, is very important. And then last is motivation and commitment. Um, Being able to hold yourself accountable to a daily, weekly plan of job searching and all of the components that that are important. And having the motivation. I, I find that if you can stay to somewhat of a routine, that you one step at a time build momentum. Mm-hmm. And as you build momentum, there's motivation there and confidence. So those are the eight keys of what I see as the ability to be competitive in a job search, particularly today. Yeah, I love that. So we've got the kind of more tactical, tangible areas and then these soft skills that are so critical and oftentimes we underlook overlook them undervalue overlook whatever you want to say and you <laughs> hit on confidence as, as one of those key pieces mm-hmm. um, and then all of the other pieces to me in some ways relate to confidence as you were talking about that resilience and just because you know you aren't the actress chosen for this doesn't mean that you are not still having all these accomplishments and and accomplished in what you do, it just means you may not have been the perfect actress for that role. Analogy, I love that. So when we look at this picture and we think, you know, maybe someone's written down these eight things, hopefully, and they look at them and, and they're wanting to maybe evaluate where their weak points are, where their strength points are. If someone's looking at these eight areas, how do you recommend they choose where to start or what to work on first? Okay. So, you know, as, as you've um, described, there are these core hard things to do, um, things that must be done, work, and then your soft skills. So the first thing I would do is assess, okay, what is my footprint look like with just the basic tools that I need for a job search, a resume, a LinkedIn profile, those two can take a lot of time uh, because technology has changed that dictates the way we do those two things. And the game has changed on how we even produce a LinkedIn profile and a, and a resume. It's all about what you can do for the employer. It's no longer this is what I'm looking for and this is what you should give me. I would say the first two steps, once you know where you want to go and what you want to do, is really nail down your LinkedIn profile, and your resume. Because whether you're networking, um, applying for a job, or once you get other training, having those things are going to be key. They're They're the bedrock of your job search. Okay, good. So that'll give people some ideas of where to start. And then what do you think are the most challenging aspects of this areas. Where, where do people send, tend to have the biggest challenges? I, I think, Marie, the, um, the, place, the point where people are most challenged is at the start. So we don't all conduct job searches regularly. Um, we're probably in jobs three to five years before we look for another one. So there's that sense of being overwhelmed for the process. And we're kind of out there without a safety net. And I guess I'm speaking more about people who, who now need to, to transition to a new job. So not only are they entering a process they're not familiar with, 
but they're out of their comfort zone. So I would say the first thing to do is just to deep dive into research, Google, friends, um, Mm. hire a coach, hire a resume writer, um, just take some time to get familiar with what the landscape is right now for job search. And the other thing I'm going to get back to confidence is this takes people out of their comfort zone. This is not something they regularly do. And and I'm sure you have this happen to you too, Marie. When clients come to me, they actually feel defeated. Um, Like, oh, I can't write my own resume. I'm so sorry. I feel bad. And I say to people, well, we all have talent. We all have skill. And we all have a place in this world to help people. I can't develop a website. I can't source something from China, but I can write you a resume. (laughs) So we all have talent. And it's for people to recognize that when you're in a job search, reach out for other people for a resource. Mm -hmm. You know, things are new once until they're not new. And it's just getting over that hump of, you know, one step at a time a day and you'll have momentum. Yeah, and that momentum is so important. We're going to take a break right here, and then when we come back, we're going to continue talking about these eight aspects and how you can get started with your job search and pick up some more momentum. We'll take a short break, and we'll be right back. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. You hear about it all the time. Compromises, destructive malware, major breaches. You can't turn on the news without hearing about the latest cyber event. Learn more about cybersecurity, how it has become one of the most significant threats to our national security, and the battle experts undergo every day on your behalf to protect you, your families, and your data. Task Force 7 Radio with host George Ritas is the voice of cybersecurity around the world. Tune in live every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, 
please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Well, we are here with Marjorie from Panoramic Resumes, and she has been talking about the job search system that has eight points that we need to be aware of to be more successful in our job search. And Marjorie, we were just talking a lot about the momentum and getting that going and how a lot of people struggle at the outset of their job search. And you have four of these areas that are really focused on the soft skills, the agility, resilience, motivation, and commitment. Tell us a little bit more about how those play into us getting momentum here at the start of a job search. Sure. Um, thank you, Marie. As Regarding agility, um, agility is the ability to look at your skills, look at the marketplace, and see what is that gap? What is that mark the marketplace looking for? And how do you fill that gap in? Because everything changes. Today, the, in the last few months, our whole world has changed. But even before that, automation, technology, everything changes in the speed of light. So having the agility to say, okay, I have these skills. I have these accomplishments. They are transferable, but... I need a certain certification. I need extra training. I should have a PMP certification. How do I do that? So it's being open and agile for the market to be able to compete. So I have a college grad right now who, um, he's a Marine, and he's doing working as a data administrator. And he really wants to get into cybersecurity. Now, he has great experience but none of it touches cybersecurity. He found a free course on LinkedIn. It's like a 24-hour course. He's going to take that course to prepare for a cybersecurity certification, and he's going to get that certification so that now he can add more value to his resume. So that's that's an example of agility. Um, Yeah, that's a great one. Looking for the gap, where is your gap in terms of where you want to go, and then how are you going to fill that gap? To make that move. Right. Right. Exactly. And some, you know, sometimes, and, and I'm sure you experience this too with clients, sometimes it's hard for us to look at ourselves to know like what those gaps are. So sometimes having conversations with people in your network or in your industry asking for an informational meeting can help you better understand maybe what the gaps are because maybe they aren't as clear cut as uh, a certification or a training class. So, you know, maybe it's leadership that you don't even being doing your job, you don't realize that actually you do demonstrate leadership and you're not presenting that in your resume. So it's, there are ways to get that information to see what the gaps are. Uh, The next is resilience. And that is really, you know, when you get knocked down, you have to get back up. When you have momentum, keep the momentum going. Now, some statistics are pretty tough for job seekers. Um, Most of us are familiar with applicant tracking systems. That is the software that 90% of employers use to first screen resumes for jobs. 
25%, only 25% of resumes get passed through those applicant tracking systems and presented for human review and consideration. That 75% that is rejected, that includes people who are qualified and maybe not as qualified because they haven't um, been able to optimize their resume for applicant tracking systems. So when, when we see the failure rate of your resume going through that system, have the resilience to say, okay, something's happening, how can I fix it? So when there is rejection and things aren't working, hang in there, have the resilience. You know, I, I, um, for the first time last year, I was motivated and inspired and kicked in the butt by a fitness trainer to, to run my first 5K. And I couldn't have been more intimidated to do that, but I practiced, I practiced, and it wasn't so much fun the first time that I ran that 5K, Marie, especially when there was a hill, <laughs> but I did it because I felt the motivation. Um, yeah, that yeah. hill was pretty steep, um, but you have to have resilience. It's very important because job search can take a minimum of five months. And depending on your salary, it could take much longer. So starting, commencing a job search, it's knowing, hey, I'm going to have days I feel good. I'm going to have days I feel bad. But I have to be in it for the long haul. Um, yeah, that's important. Yes, it is, right? With motivation, motivation, it's what do we do every day to feel good about ourselves? Um, outside of the job search, you have to do things to feel good about yourself. What, what are your hobbies? Um, how can you have rest? How can you um, socialize, even though in a social distance environment? How can you keep yourself active and not just think about a job search all day? Um, because your well-being is very important. And This is probably something a lot of people don't talk about, but when you're not going to a job every day, it can be very depressing and it can make you feel very devalued. So the more you can do things to keep your endorphins going and feeling well is very important. Mm. And the next thing is commitment, finding a way to hold yourself accountable. Um, I typically suggest that my clients build a schedule of different components, job search and company research, applying for jobs, networking, following up with phone calls and emails, learning, and just engaging on LinkedIn and engaging even with um, previous colleagues. Build a schedule so that you know each day you're going to do something productive And, you know, we all say this, finding a job is a full-time job. So it's that commitment to your 20 or 25 hours a week and prioritizing that in your schedule. Um, You know, I work from home and I have a home office. And it's usually when you're home that people think you can do other things other than working. (laughs) And so (laughs) when we're not working, right, can you identify with that? Right. So definitely when we're not working. Yeah. So it's when we're not working that people want to ask us to do a ton of things. And that's good. That keeps us active. We feel good. But 
our priority is looking for the job. And so we do have to hold ourselves accountable to that commitment. Yeah, and making that schedule can really help us do that. And then treating it like it was work meeting, right? We wouldn't we wouldn't tr- uh, shirk off a wor- work meeting, so we're not going to do it for our job search meetings. Exactly. <laughs> and I think we're all learning a little bit about holding ourselves accountable today as we are all mostly, uh, if we haven't worked from home already, a lot of us are learning how to work from home and the discipline of a schedule is very important. Yeah. So what it is, as we're kind of closing up our time here, what would you say is your number one piece of advice for folks or what they should get started with if they're, if they're going to get started today? If they're going to get started today, get your resume done first. Well, decide where you want to go, what you want to do, what's important to you, and get your resume done first. Because no matter who you talk to and what you do, everyone asks for a resume and clean up your social media profiles and put together a fabulous LinkedIn profile. Yeah. So that and starting place say, you're seeing is really figuring out what, where, where they want to go and what, what they want to do. Yes. And, and one more thing I would add to that, Marie, is building a team for yourself. Who are the people mm-hmm. that do, throughout this process, you can ask questions to, you can be motivated and inspired by, you can't do it alone. So maybe maybe that is actually the first thing I would say. No, you can't do it alone and build a little team for yourself. Yeah, maybe a former coworkers and who else could be on that team? Well, so former coworkers, it can be someone... It can be one of your peers from another company who you have a relationship with. Um, you can reach out to through LinkedIn, through other groups, and, and possibly find people. Um, I have college graduates who always go back to their alumni. Um, for me, I'm pretty fortunate with anything I do. I have two uh, rock and roll sisters who always help me. Um, but you can look anywhere, friends, neighbors, family, and you can ask friends and neighbors and family for recommendations of people you can talk to, too. Yeah, that's a great tip. So getting their team together, figuring out where they're headed, which is kind of that marketing plan piece of, of your eight parts. Right. And, yeah. and they're also, you know, There are also um, very, very good job search coaches out there. Um, Even if you had one or two sessions of someone who can help direct you and set your plan, um, you know, everybody's on a budget, and but there, there is a way to at least hire someone or engage services so that they can at least get the ball rolling for you, and then you can always go back to them and ask questions. Yeah. Well, how can people find you interested in learning more, uh, learning more about this model? Where should they connect with you, Marjorie? Oh, thank you for asking, Marie. They can connect with me um, on my website, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram under Panoramic Resumes. And I'm very active on LinkedIn, and so they can search my name and Panoramic Resumes, and I should, be, I should come up there. <laughs> 
<laughs> Wonderful. I also have this Marjorie. I also have this um eight this these eight components, this model on my LinkedIn profile under the featured section. So people can go to LinkedIn and see that on, on the featured section of my profile. Oh, that's so nice of you. All right. So if you're listening and you go to Marjorie Kavanaugh's LinkedIn profile, then you can see the eight points that she was talking about today and figure out where you need to get started in your job search. Thank you so much for sharing with us, Marjorie. This is great information that people can use to get some momentum in their job search. Thank you, Marie. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me today. Thank you. And if you've been listening to Career Confidant, you know that we're going to say goodbye to Marjorie, but we'll be right back here on the Career Confidant to kind of fill this out and flush it out for you. Um, Thank you for joining us, Marjorie, and we'll be right back here on the Career Confidant. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network you know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career you can have the foresight skills and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities a strategic advantage and career expert marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused get found and get hired Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Today we live in a truly global environment. Business can more easily be conducted now in almost any part of the world. How do you, as a business owner or professional, navigate the ever-changing business landscape? Tune in to Leadership Beyond Borders with host Kimberly J. Lewis. With a worldwide resource of guests, you'll find out what opportunities and challenges surround diverse and virtual organizations. Listen live every Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant, and today we were talking with Marjorie Kavanaugh of Panoramic Resumes about job search strategy, and Marjorie had her eight areas that she went through. We're going to dive deep into a few of them uh, from my little perspective here, and I want to start with this marketing plan idea. This marketing plan is something that a lot of job search strategists will work with you on setting your job search strategy. And when I do the marketing plan, a lot of times I start with people thinking about the W's, right? Where, what, why, and then how and who. So those five 
things that a lot of times we hear about where in the aspects of journalism, they also can apply to your job search. So we want to know what you want to do. Sometimes that seems like it should be obviously clear, but a lot of us struggle with what exactly do I want to do and how can I get focused so that my my what is really clear and people know what I do. They know what type of jobs they can refer me to, etc. And then where is what types of companies? And the more specific we can get there and create that company list, it really helps us be proactive in our job search because we can network towards those companies. Instead of waiting for something to be posted, we can become that candidate that is kind of in the process before that job is even posted because we network with our colleagues, our former colleagues, get introduced to people at those target companies and then have those conversations that make us a known quantity before we even get to the job application being open. And those target companies provide a they provide the the strategy the strategy jumping off points not only for your networking but for your job advertisements so if you are looking at jobs that are posted which is a great thing to do now we can watch those company websites and make sure we don't miss anything from those company websites and we can use our our networking activities to really point towards those companies go places where people from those companies might be and most effectively talk to the people that already know, like, and trust us and see if we can get introductions into people that work at those companies. So we've got our what, we've got our where, we've got our why. This is that personal branding piece of, you know, what are you passionate about? What do you love to do? Why do you want to work for these companies? What is it that that draws you in and connects you to them? And that makes all of your conversations just that much richer. You know why you want to talk to that company. You know why you want to do that type of work at the very least. And you can connect those dots for people. It also helps motivate you, that internal motivation piece. When you know why you're so passionate about what you want to do, it really connects those dots. I was just doing a live session last week with a couple of recruiters and and job search coaches for the new graduates. And I was telling the story for myself of when I graduated in 2003, it was a pretty good market when I had my undergrad, but I really didn't know what I wanted to do. So I struggled and I couldn't put the pieces together and didn't know how to get started and was very reactive applying to things that were posted but not necessarily moving in my own direction and then in 2008 I graduated with my master's and because I knew what I wanted to do and had the passion to go out there and find it even though the market was horrid (laughs) I flourished and things were a lot easier for me so having those three pieces of the the what the where and the why are the foundation for your your brand and for your marketing plan. Then we've got the how, and those are your accomplishment stories. Those are your key skills. As Marjorie was talking about connecting to that applicant tracking system and getting through an applicant tracking system, really the thing that's getting us through an applicant tracking system is connecting what we've done to what the job is hiring and the keywords, the skills, a lot of times are the how, the action words, the nouns, the hard skills that make us a good candidate for that next job, 
is connecting that dot between what we've done in the past and what we can do for that job in the future. And how do we connect those dots? How do we show that we have the skills the employer's looking for? And how do we show that we've used those skills in the past? Because that's what they wanna see. They wanna see someone who's already done the job so that they can bring them in and have them up and going quickly. And we can do that when we're making a transition even because we can connect those those dots and show that we've used the same skills even if in it was in a slightly different arena. So that how piece is the proof, it's the proof points that yes, we can do this, yes, we have done this and, and that helps us communicate our value to the employer moving forward. So when we've got those pieces put together, then we can start looking at the who. And the who is who can I connect with from my past world, my past life, that might help me make connections into the next job. Now, this is a like maybe somewhat understood concept about job search is this idea of weak ties and that your next job opportunity will most likely come from someone who is weakly associated with you right now, two or three connections away. The challenge is how do you access those connections? How do you get introductions to them? How do you know even who they are and where they are? Start with your target companies and knowing where you're headed. And then looking at your current network, the current people who know, like, and trust you, mapping them out a little bit, getting some brainstorm going, trying not to monitor that too much or, or uh, you know, kick people out too quickly. And a lot of times we talk to people, they're like, oh, that's, you know, my family. My family doesn't know anybody. Yes, they do. On average, every one of us knows 100, 200, I think they say 200 people. It seems like a lot for me. So I say 100. <laughs> we know 100 people, which means that if I you know, no matter who that is in my life, they probably know someone who could introduce me to someone at my target companies. It's simply having the right conversations. And I recommend starting with the people that we already know, like, and trust because they already want to help us. They just don't know how. So let's get them down on paper. Let's write down their names. Think about all the different communities you're a part of and start writing down names that you know people in those communities. The most important ties for you are going to be colleagues. So former colleagues, current colleagues, and colleagues you worked with way back. This is one of the great values of LinkedIn is being able to connect to those people that you worked with long, long ago, reconnect, build relationships this can't be just about this job search that you're doing right now which is challenging especially when we're unemployed but there's probably ways that you can offer mutual value to each other connect share ideas look at each other's resumes you know give each other linkedin recommendations all of the different ways that you can make this a two-way conversation two-way street in terms of helping each other and then you are looking at building those weak ties to the point where they could make some introductions into your target companies. This looks like you sharing that target list with those people. So those people you already know, like, and trust, there doesn't have to be much warm up done there. You can send them your target list, say, hey, these are some companies that I'm interested in. 
Do you know anyone there? Are there any companies I should add to my list? You're really getting them engaged in the process of helping you very specifically. And you can use LinkedIn to do some of that research. Hey, I see you know so-and-so or you're connected to so-and-so at this company. Would you be willing to make an introduction for me? And each time you go down the line, that conversation is very similar. Asking for a job is a yes or no question. Once someone has to say no, it's awkward, everyone feels awkward, and the relationship is usually damaged. So if we can ask about companies, other companies I should look at, anyone else you can introduce me to at these companies, give people a lot of different ways to help you that are fairly open-ended and do not require them to get you a job, especially right now, now is a great time to be building relationships. Reach out to people. Have those those Zoom calls or FaceTime calls. People are more open to it than ever before, and it gives you a chance to build your network in the right direction. And this is all part of your networking plan. So on the networking resumes that I work with people to build, we would have that list of the what, the where, a little bit of the why, and then some who's in terms of these are some of the people that right now I'm trying to connect with because they're, you know, they're working at my target companies. And you can start building your networking conversations really strategically towards the target companies that you want to work for and the people that you that you need to meet to build those connections And as Marjorie said, the job search is going to take time. The average job search a few months ago before all of this hit, maybe even last year, was around four to five months. Historically, people have said it's one month for every 10,000 you want to make in salary. So if you are looking at jobs that pay 60,000, it's probably going to take you an average of six months to find a job. Now you can get out there, you get motivated, and start taking some of these actions, even when they don't feel like they're direct, right? You start networking and you feel like, oh, this just isn't very direct. I should go apply some positions online. It's a both and, not an or. And the more activity that you do, the faster you'll land, the more under average you could be in terms of the time that it will take you to land that position. And that's our goal is to talk to people, have these networking meetings, work towards your target companies, start on that outside, you know, people that might know people there, and you work your way closer, someone that does know someone there, then hopefully you start talking to people that are in these target companies, so that you can become the known quantity. So when they do need someone, when they are ready to hire, you're on the short list already, because they, they know you, and they can move you into the position quicker. And this does happen. It, it is the way that people hire. They like to get referrals from other people in their company, and you can become that known quantity. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we'll tie a little bow around this and give you some actions that you can take today to start moving towards your, your job search goals. We'll be right back in just a few minutes. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network you know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career you can have the foresight skills and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities a strategic advantage and career expert marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused get found and get hired 
Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we were talking with Marjorie Kavanaugh about her job search system. And I'd encourage you to reach out to her, Marjorie Kavanaugh, on LinkedIn. She's got this system up there that you could look at her eight points and and connect with her, learn from her. She's got some great information. So one of the pieces that she was talking about were these four kind of soft skills, our confidence, our learning and well-being, our motivation and commitment, and our agility and resilience. And these are harder for us to put our finger on, right? It's easy to create that job search marketing plan that I was just talking about and, and go out there and think we're going to execute it. But if we aren't taking care of these softer skills, we probably won't execute as well, if at all, because these get in our way. So Marjorie talked about our diet exercise. And exercise is one of those things that I've been passionate about for a really long time. I actually did my <laughs> thesis as an undergrad. I did my thesis on the impacts of, of exercise on our well-being. And, and there's actually physical gains in our in our comprehension and our retention when we're exercising so I'm, I'm very passionate about that one it's an easy way for most of us to get that retention to get our our mindset shifted it can just be a walk if, if you're mobility impaired, it might be, you know, going out in your wheelchair, whatever it can be to get us out and moving around, especially now that we've all been homebound for so long. If we can get on a, a mask and go out and do some activity, it can really help our mental well-being. And then in terms of our agility, 
she was talking about identifying that gap between where we are and where we want to go, seeing what the market needs, paying attention to what's going on in our industry. And this is one of the excellent uses of LinkedIn. A lot of people get very nervous about what should I post on LinkedIn? Well, here's, I'm going to give you a golden ticket. You don't have to post anything. You can comment on other people's posts or you can start just by reading what other people are posting, getting an idea of what's going on in your industry. Then when you start commenting on other people's content, you build those relationships with other people in your industry. And it's a really easy way to build your network on LinkedIn without having to post anything at all. And in fact, some of my colleagues who are LinkedIn experts talk about how when they kind of go off LinkedIn for a little bit, or they just take a a vacation, if you will, from LinkedIn, they will still comment on a couple of posts a day. And it tends to keep their views of their LinkedIn profiles up just as much as if they were um, putting out their own content. So you can do that. You can just po- comment on other people's posts. doesn't have to be brilliant. You know, I used to overdo this in my mind that, oh, I've got to find something brilliant to say as a comment to that person's post. And it doesn't have to be. Be supportive. Be interested. Think about if you were at a networking event and that person said that to you, what would you say back? What questions would you ask? It doesn't have to be a statement. It could be a question. Give you that opportunity to really engage with people and always keeping in mind for for me, what would you say? What would you do if you were in person with that person? And that can keep us from being overly confrontational or, you know, rude, saying something that we maybe later will have wished we wouldn't have said. That connection can help us learn, can help us feel connected, can help us build our network, and it might even help us feel more confident because now we're engaging with that audience, we're engaging with our network, and we're starting to learn and feel more with it, if you will, especially if we've been laid off, we might start to feel a little out of the loop, but we can use these forums, LinkedIn being maybe the best one professionally, but there might be other opportunities on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter to engage in a community of like-minded folks, not you know like-minded as in they're not gonna challenge our thinking at all, but like-minded in our industry that can help us stay up to date. And then when we think about our motivation, um, <laughs> thinking about this book, oh, this book that talks about how we oftentimes sit around and wait to be motivated. And when we would just start to do something, take an action, then we might find we're actually more motivated than we think we are by taking that action. And then action might create the motivation instead of the other way around, sitting around waiting to take action until we feel motivated. Maybe that isn't how it works. So what is an action that you could take today or maybe tomorrow if it's towards the end of your day when you're listening to this like it is right now as I'm talking about it. My boys are about to show up on my doorstep and there's really not much I'm going to be able to do today. But I can take five minutes to write a list of the things that I could do tomorrow. And three, there's power in the number three. I've always been a fan of the number three. So let's think about three things that that you could do tomorrow that would get your job search started. Maybe it's reaching out to 
one person that you used to work with. Check in, see how they're doing, set up a time to chat. Maybe it's looking at your target companies and making a list of your target companies. Maybe you don't even know why yet and you're struggling with what am I gonna do with this list, which a lot of my clients initially tell me they are. Maybe we just do it anyway. Put together that list of 10, 15 target companies that you would love to work for. Maybe they're in your geographic location, maybe they're in your industry that you know of them, but start making that list. Maybe it's thinking about your resume and really looking at your LinkedIn profile and does it reflect your who, your what, your why, your where? Does it tell people what you wanna do, why you're passionate about it, and share some of those success stories that tell how you would do it. Maybe it's looking at your LinkedIn network and thinking about whose posts could I watch every day and comment on. You don't have to comment on influencers' posts. Find people in your industry. Maybe there's some groups where people are posting and groups can tend to be kind of a black hole right now on LinkedIn, but they're a great place to find people that then you could go and follow them on LinkedIn, the general LinkedIn, comment on their posts, start to build a relationship that way. You do not have to start a relationship on LinkedIn by asking someone to connect. Start the relationship on LinkedIn by commenting on someone's posts and building that rapport that way. Ask questions, engage. They're going to love it because then it means their posts get more views, right? You might start with Marjorie. Go out and find her posts on LinkedIn and follow her. Engage with her. Ask her questions, especially if you're in active job search. You might get responses from other people who are experts in the field as well and start to build those relationships. Then do it in your own industry so that you can build some connections, feel engaged, feel like you're moving forward and taking some action. And you are because you're building your network and you're you're starting to move closer to understanding how you might have someone in a target company before they even post a position. And that's kind of your golden ticket. So what three actions could you take today or maybe tomorrow morning, but you're going to write them down today to start moving your job search forward? And then how are you going to take care of yourself? Do you have a mindfulness practice? Do you go for an exercise, a walk, a run, whatever that might look like. I'd highly recommend the app Calm. There's others, very other similar, similar apps out there, but some way to get your mind working for you instead of maybe being part of the problem. So we'll be right back here again next week with another episode and another guest on the Career Confidant. Until then, I look forward to hearing what three actions you're taking towards your job search. Feel free to tag myself and Marjorie in your posts, and we'll look forward to seeing you right back here again next week on The Career Confidant. Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then.